Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. You've heard it time and time and time again. The Republicans are a threat to democracy, and it is up to the Democrat Party to save it. But I don't believe that's really the case. Are Republicans really the threat to democracy that the Democrats claim to be? I don't think so. But it's that time of year again. And going back all the way to 2016 when Donald Trump won the presidential election, we have heard over the last six years, at least, that the Republican Party is a threat to democracy. This is part of the Democrat Party's playbook. They want to make you believe, or those that who are maybe independent, definitely those who are, you know, registered Democrats, to believe that the Republicans that, you know, they're the enemy, they're the threat to democracy, they are a threat to our country, to the foundation of our country, to everything that our country is built upon. But if you've paid attention, you know this is not true. And it is actually the Democrat Party that is a threat to democracy. But there's a word game being played here. Is the United States even a democracy? No, it's not. The United States is a republic. A democracy means ruled by the people. And the word democracy actually comes from the Greek word demokratia. I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, demo, D-E-M-O, means people. And kratia, K-R-A-T-I-A, means rule. Basically, a democracy is majority rule. You know, you get the majority of the votes, you become president. That right there is not how the United States is set up to work. The United States of America is a republic. Well, okay, what's the difference between a republic and a democracy? Well, a republic means representative. And as you know, if you are of age to vote, whether it's your local election, your state elections, the national, the federal elections, like for senators, congressmen, the president of the United States, it is set up as a republic, a representative. You send members of Congress to represent you in Washington. You send senators to represent you in Washington. And then the electoral college is set up to determine who becomes the president of the United States. And we have heard time and time again, starting with Hillary Clinton's loss in 2016, that, oh, you know, Hillary won the popular vote, but Donald Trump won. We need to do away with the electoral college. What good is it anyway? We, it, should be, it should be that the majority rules. It should be a democracy. And the electoral college is actually a threat to democracy. These are the claims that we have heard over the last six years. 
And we also hear it uh, framed up as this. Oh, well, look what happened. The, the minority, you know, in this country, the, the ones who voted for Donald Trump, he got to appoint three Supreme Court justices. And we are letting the minority of this country, you know, less than 50% of the popular vote dictate to us and get to set lifetime appointments to dictate policy. Why can't we just, why can't we just do things with majority rule? That would be the best way. And of course the Democrats think this, they think this and then believe this because they're in the majority, right? There has been for a long, long time, more registered Democrats and left leaning independents than Republicans or right-leaning independents. And Democrats own some of the bigger, bigger states when it comes to the electoral votes. California, New York, Illinois. They're fighting for Texas, which would be huge. If, they, if Texas ever turned blue, Republicans would, would never have a chance. Never. But they play this word game with us. They, as in the Democrats, and that's one of the things that they're known for. The Democrats are known for controlling language. They're known for controlling language. We see it today. It's, it's very prevalent, right? The term gender is more of a, a social construct, you know? Originally, it was just gender, male, female. That's how you feel, whereas sex was biological. Well, now, someone says gender, gender reveal party, or hey, what's your gender? What's your gender pronoun, right? I mean, that's separate. But gender now is synonymous with what should be or what used to be biological sex, that terminology. Gender reveal parties, maybe that's the case there because you can't just say, hey, hey, we're pregnant. We're going to have a sex party. You can't, you can't say that. But they've hijacked the term. They have also hijacked the term equality to mean really equity. Oh, this, this is for equality. But really they're meaning equity, meaning they want equal outcome. Reproductive rights, reproductive rights, they try to say that that includes, you know, like the natural um, reproductive process and the birthing process when reproductive rights is just window dressing for abortion. Constitutional right, they say constitutional right for, again, abortion. They spread that lie for 50 years. They continue to spread it since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Oh, that took away a constitutional right, a fundamental right for women in this country. Uh, actually, it did not. It did not do that because there was no constitutional right since or because of Roe v. Wade. Took away the right to privacy. There's no right to privacy. So again, it's, the, it's this hijacking of terminology, and they use the term democracy instead of republic. And that is on purpose. Oh, this is a threat to democracy. This is going to overturn the foundations of our country. Well, they'll use the term democracy to, to do what they're trying to do, their ultimate goal. They want to confuse you. 
They're hijacking these terms, changing their meaning, tweaking their meaning, getting them used in regular conversation to where you don't think twice about it. It's, it's endless. They're hijacking these terms and democracy. They know, well, sorry, I can't say they know. I would like to say that they know, but the Democrat party knows or should know that the United States is a Republic. But everything that the Republicans do, anytime they don't get their way, is a threat to democracy. It's a threat to democracy. One of the most recent ones, again, Roe v. Wade. How how is that a threat to democracy? I mean, think it through. The overturning of Roe v. Wade and the Dobbs decision going back a couple weeks ago actually puts more power to the people, which is, in fact, democracy. Yet they're complaining about it. They're complaining about it because in that case, the Democrat Party actually wants it to be federal. It wants to be a constitutional right to where everyone has access to it. But true democracy, like I said at the beginning, is, you know, power to the people, majority rule. So now that the states are in charge of it, wherever you are living, your vote carries more weight. Your vote is more powerful because it's not, because it's, going to affect your state and not you sending a representative to the federal government to where those representatives are, you know, trying to pass a law or create a constitutional right along with 434 other representatives and 99 or 98 other senators. So there's actually more power to the people when the power is given to the states and not at the federal level. The new voting laws that we've seen put in place since the 2020 election in red states, Georgia, Florida, I believe Texas, many other states, many red states have passed new voting laws. And those have been called anything from racist, but they've also been called a threat to democracy. They're making it harder to vote. They're taking away mail, they're taking away mail drop boxes and mail-in ballots and all these things that were put in place for COVID. Well, tell me, Democrats, why why didn't you cry about this pre-pandemic? I mean, we've had numerous presidential elections before then, but once they got a taste of what they were able to do because of COVID and the voting, which some states it's been deemed unconstitutional to actually change federal election and voting policy like the Supreme Court in Wisconsin just ruled this past week. But these new voting laws, they consider a threat to democracy, a threat to democracy. The Electoral College is considered a threat to democracy because why? Why? Because it limits the power of the majority. And the Democrats, as much as they're trying to trick you to believe, they want, they want majority rule. Like I said, their electoral college has given Bush the victory. It's given Trump the victory. And they hate that. The popular vote is won by the Democrats, but then we've had Republican presidents recently. 
and that that just makes them so angry because they want the popular to set the policy and to rule. They want to create a democracy instead of operating in the republic that we have. And we're going to continue to hear these claims about basically anything or everything Republican Party does or Republicans, myself, you, anything you do that goes against something that the Democrat Party stands for, that is something that they do not like, it is more than likely going to be considered a threat to democracy. But this creates this this sensation of the boy who cried wolf. Right? I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with the story. Boy cries wolf. People come rushing. There's no wolf. Boy cries wolf. People come rushing. No one. Nothing. No threat. And when the boy finally needs help, the help is not there. So if the Democrat Party continues to say, oh, this is a threat to democracy, it's going to make people just just tune out and become tone deaf. Like, oh, well, you know, they always say that like with a lot of other terms recently over the past two, four, six years. All the different slurs that were tossed around, all the different name callings and everything, since misogynist, xenophobia, racist, all these things, sexist. It's just said over and over and over. It loses its its power, its sting. It's that boy who cried, Wolf, and if everything is a threat to democracy, then nothing is a threat to democracy. If everything's a threat, then nothing a threat. There's no there's no degrees, there's no variations, there's there's no, you know, like ranking, no no hierarchy, no nothing. If everything is is a threat, nothing is a threat. You hear you may have heard before, you know, same thing. Oh, this is the best. If everything is the best, then nothing's the best because the best is then just like the flat line, the baseline, the, the bare minimum. If everything is one thing, then nothing is that everything. But the Democrats, they make their living on controlling speech. So again, they're, they're attacking this on, on two fronts. They're trying to control the speech around the term democracy, getting people to just say and use that term just like they've hijacked other words. So when people say democracy, what really needs to be said, the nuance is, you know, the United States is a republic, not a democracy. And as I already mentioned, there are mechanisms in place in our government that the republic protects the power of the majority rule. Or sorry, not protects the power of the majority rule, protects the United States government from the power of a majority rule. And this then feeds into this heightened sense of, or this claim of, oh, this is a threat to democracy. Everything the Republicans are doing is a threat to the democracy. It continues to stir up an emotional response. And that is in the Democrat playbook. The emotional response, that is what they want. Have you ever noticed that any... Every single time a Democrat opens its mouth, opens their mouth, they are appealing to some type of emotional response. Oh, this over here, that's the Republicans, whatever they're talking about, you know, that is an attack on, on you. That is 
an attack on this group, an attack on that group. And these groups, you know, it's identifiers and everything. There's um, creating this emotional response, trying to trigger an emotional response. But why is that? The reason they do this is because emotions, like emotional response, it shuts down your logic and reason. And I argue that the Democratic Party has no good policies, no good policies to run on. We are slowly but surely, finally, seeing corporations, parents, voters turn against these policies that are being pushed by the extreme, extreme progressives in the Democratic Party. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, this is moving too fast. This is moving too fast. This is not what we want. You have it all wrong. This is not what we want. And we're finally seeing that that pushback. The logic and the reason and the, I guess, maybe an internal look inside and be like, hey, what do I really stand for? What do I really want for my country and for my kids, for my family? is starting to shine through. The light is finally shining onto this darkness. And the Democrats know that if, if logic and reason was to win out and you're not going to think and you are going to use your mind with logic and reason instead of rely on an emotional response, their policies, their platform, everything they stand for should fall apart. It should fall apart. But that is why they want to keep you in this emotional state and that is why they use hyperbole so frequently and sensationalize so many pieces of, of news from the smallest to the largest, trying to overblow it, make it seem as if it is more important than it is, also frame it as something that it is not, to get more people riled up so they think with, not think, so they go based on their emotions instead of thinking with logic and reason use logic and reason, you'd probably find, you know, more common ground. They don't want that. You might actually realize that, hey, I don't really agree with that. So I'm going to side with the Republicans on this one, you know, or I'm just going to sit this one out. That's not what they want. They want you heightened in this emotional state. So between now and the midterm elections and every day thereafter, we're going to continue to hear the Democrat Party claim that the Republicans are a threat to democracy. They're going to rely on others, other voters to say, hey, you know, I may be, I may not be proud of my country right now, but darn it, I can't let my, my country just fall apart. I'm going to be enraged against the Republican Party. And I'm going to, that's going to try to drive out the voters and help win the elections and fuel. That's why they keep dumping more fuel on the fire. So the Republicans are not the threat to democracy. The saying goes that whatever the Democrats are accusing the Republicans of doing, they are actually, in fact, doing that themselves. So Republicans, myself, you, we are not a threat to democracy. The United States is not even a democracy. We are a republic and you and me we need to continue to fight the good fight to protect the republic that we live in 
and prevent the emotion and the the attacks from the Democrat Party trying to gain back the power of the government and push this majority rule. That is their dream. They would love majority rule because they have the majority and can harness that power even easier. They don't want to play by the rules of our government. They've lost by the rules of our government and they threw a hissy fit, the gnashing of teeth, yelling at the sky when Hillary lost in 2016. We've all seen the gif that that's turned into yelling at the sky because they lost by the rules of our government. And when that happens, they want to change the rules. They want to turn our republic into a democracy, but you and I, we cannot allow that to happen. We need to protect our republic because if we don't, that is the true threat. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought ceo or on facebook at counterthought podcast